7.2.2, Unanswered Questions. This perspective also raises a number of questions that require future research. Some questions are familiar, although they have generally been reserved for the state. How do the familiar dimensions of states, the strength or design of institutions, for instance, affect when and how individuals respond, to what effect? How does codification, moving from informal to formal or parchment rules, of non-state institutions affect behavior and development? How does the nature of leadership, the level of hierarchy, exclusivity, or turnover, affect outcomes? How do changes in technology, ideology, and material resources affect the power of alternative arenas over individuals, promote contestation over and changes in social institutions within them, or lead to the emergence of new arenas of authority altogether? Other questions are new. The result of a shifting the perspective from one in which the state is juxtaposed to less fully theorized non-state actors to one of multiple, potentially competing arenas. To what extent do changes in the social institutions of one arena lead to changes in other arenas as well? How do we understand bridge actors, those whose role links various arenas of authority, such as the party candidates who are simultaneously local elites or sectarian group members described in Section 5? Bridge actors play important roles in multiple arenas and are constrained by social institutions within them, but how does exercising those roles affect their power in different arenas? Moreover, as elites within competing arenas of authority seek different responses from members they have in common, when do they compete, leading to potential escalation, and when do they concede, compromise, or even find mutually beneficial collaboration? Scholars have traditionally considered the relationship between the state and social arenas of authority, asking whether these are complements or substitutes. These questions about substitutability and complementarity can be asked regarding the multiple arenas outside the state as well. A third set of questions centers on the aggregation of individuals' choices to political and development outcomes. Under what conditions does the threat of intervention from one arena alter the nature of power and dynamics in another? Examining Lagos, for instance, Shelby Grossman argues that the threat of state intervention improves accountability in informal trading associations. Under what conditions do such outcomes transfer to other arenas? Do outcomes change when arenas are nested, i.e. such that members of one arena are all equally members of the second one, or are cross-cutting, where some but not all members of the first arena are also members of the second? When and why do overlapping arenas of authority enhance or inhibit coordination and collective action of individuals within a geographical locality? How does the belonging of individuals to different arenas, or the stratification and inequalities within single arenas, affect whether individuals can pull together to produce local public goods? Finally, the framework raises new theoretical questions about the state. Students of politics tell a story of state-building that focuses on contestation between the state and social arenas, with the predominant state the best outcome. Yet a closer view of social arenas suggests that the dominant state is often a fiction, sustained by mismeasure in international norms, importantly authored by states. For those interested in the state, this opens new questions over what factors provoke a reordering of the relations and back and forth in the relative power of the state versus various social arenas over individuals' choices and when they do so. The answers to such questions may help to illuminate changes not only in the states of the global south, but in the West as well.